Let's bow our heads and pray again. Father in heaven, you have laid your word before us. And as we study Psalm 139 this morning, there's such beauty in this psalm about how you created, knit us together in our mother's womb. Our bodies are tremendous gifts from you. We're going to talk about that, Lord. Help us to raise our hearts toward gratitude for all your blessings, for the cross, the empty tomb, for eternal life, but also this morning specifically for something that we don't often talk about in the church, and that is the gift of our physical bodies. Lord, you love not only the spiritual, but also the physical. And help us as we come to understand that this morning to realize how much you truly are our hero and our healer. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, I especially want to talk a little bit to the moms first this morning. Eventually it's going to be everyone. But um, I uh, several times almost took my mother's physical life uh, when I was a child growing up. Um, One time, for example, just one example is... um, We were camping up in the mountains in Arizona, and I thought it would be fun to take a stick that was about the same size as a gun barrel, sneak up behind her, and um, stick it in her back, and say, in my deepest 10-year-old voice, stick them up, lady. I know. There's several of you that look shocked that I could ever do something so horrible to my own mother, right? So for you moms who are, um, who are sometimes thinking, this child is going to take my life before I get much older, um, my mother somehow did survive by the grace of God, and hopefully there's you know, some hope for you in that. I don't know what I would have done without my mom around. And it underlined for me that story that often in life, we don't recognize just how beautiful our physical bodies are and how wonderful they can be. And so what we're going to do today is read Psalm 139 that emphasizes this, especially in certain sections. It's not throughout the whole uh, psalm. But I I want you to think of this fact that when we've been given a gift, an amazing gift from God, we want to show gratitude for that, and we want to honor God with that. And that's really the point, the central point of this whole message this morning, is that our bodies give give us an opportunity, because God calls them the temple of the Holy Spirit, an opportunity to worship God, thank Him, and honor Him with our bodies. So with that said, uh, let's, let's look at Psalm 139. The words will be up on the screen. They're also in your program. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me. 
and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way understanding, in the way everlasting. I think one of the reasons we don't often talk about the human body as a blessing from God is Christians have been raised, many of us, with this sort of idea not to focus on ourselves. And when we start talking about taking care of our bodies, well, let's just use this little phrase, which is actually biblical, but think about how you hear it from our culture. This body is a temple. Ever hear anybody say something like that? Now, this body is kind of a little bit of a broken down temple, but I'm here to tell you that it is still God's temple and that he is able to renew it. And that's the beauty of it. And his promise is, most importantly, he will renew it for eternity in heaven. So, as Christians, we shy away from selfishness. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this word. I'll, I'll give you a vocabulary word this morning. It's a very important vocabulary word for Christians. It's the word solipsism. Anybody ever heard of that word solipsism? This is why I love teaching. You can't stop me from giving you a, a vocabulary lesson. You know what solipsism is? It's the extreme philosophy that says, I'm the only real person. And, and there are philosophers who believe this. It's sort of a matrix-like view that says, all you, all y'all, you're just a figment of my imagination. You're here just to make my life a little bit more filled with variety and, and make it interesting for me. But I'm the only real thing. You can look it up. And we certainly don't want to be narcissists as Christians. And so we tend to avoid the whole topic of the blessing of the physical body because it sounds a little bit unspiritual to us to talk about what's physical. And yet, think about it. God created everything physical. The entire physical universe comes from him. You, as Psalm 139 says, were personally knit together in your mother's womb. Physically, 
by this God who loves us so much. And he did it in such a wonderful way. I, uh, I want us to think about how the human body is the most complex and unique organism in the world. It's an, um, the human body is truly amazing. I, I'm just going to throw out a couple quick facts here. Here's a little uh, a, a bunch of uh, factoids. Did you know that the acid in your stomach actually can melt zinc, can melt me metal, the acid in your stomach, and that in order for your body to keep up with the fact that uh, it can melt zinc, your stomach acids, the lining of your stomach has to keep renewing very rapidly, otherwise it would get destroyed. Amazing. Number two, human bones are four times stronger than concrete. And one of the interesting things about the design of the human body, engineers discovered relatively recently that they could make lighter beams for buildings by simply keeping the outside structure of the beam uh, very strong, but internally it didn't have to be as strong because most of the weight of a building is borne on the outside surface of the beam. Guess what? How are your bones made? They're made very hard on the outside, but on the inside they have this substance that's soft called marrow that helps you with your immune system. Number three, the human hand's sensitivity in just one square inch, you have nine feet of blood vessels, more than 600 pain sensors in that inch, as well as 75 pressure senses, sensors and, and 36 heat sensors, all in one little inch on your finger. One more, the human nose has an area of specialized cells responsible for smelling called the olfactory system. It has a huge memory. You, you probably have just realized this from experience, right? That every now and then you smell uh, an odor, a smell, a, usually a pleasant smell that takes you way back, right? You, you might smell something that reminds you of your mom's perfume growing up, and it, and it takes you back. That is the beauty of how God has wonderfully created our bodies. In your body, you actually have 12 systems. Go to that next slide. You have a digestive system, a muscular system, an integumentary system, your skin, lymphatic system, part of uh, your immune system, the endocrine system, the nervous system, the skeletal system, the male reproductive system, the female reproductive system, the respiratory system, the urinary system, and the circulatory system. Twelve systems functioning all together in unison to keep you healthy. All going on at the same time. How wonderful and complex is the human body that God has created for us. And so here's the, the first thing that I want you to write down. If you've got your notes, you can pull those out. What Psalm 139 is going to emphasize is you've been given this Mercedes-Benz of a body. And, and it is amazing and complex and beautiful and such a huge blessing 
The first thing that the psalmist emphasizes is, just like any other gift, you are meant to be the steward or the manager of your body. We're all meant to do that. In other words, the caretaker of what God, what gifts God has delivered into our hands. And so the first thing you can write down is, the Lord knows how I manage my body. The Lord knows how I manage my body. Remember that he has started out by saying this, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You receive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways, which means for sure God knows everything. He knows what you eat. He knows how much you sleep. He knows if you skip the gym day, particularly on leg day. He knows all these things about how you manage the health of your body. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. I want you to think about that as a steward of this beautiful gift that I just outlined a few things. St. Augustine actually has a beautiful quote about managing our bodies. Take care of your body as if you were going to live forever. Take care of your soul as if you were going to die tomorrow. Just think about that for a moment. We'll leave that up there. This soul is going, this body rather, is going with you into eternity. So why not take care of it now? Beautiful care of it, even though Jesus will renew it in the resurrection. Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians 15. It's still a wonderful and beautiful thing to take care of this gift that God has given you. But always, always in the context of it's not just a body without a soul. You also have a spiritual side to you that is very important to the health of your body. So remember to be ready at any time for this transition where Christ will renew your body into heaven because he died on the cross to forgive your sins and because he rose himself from the grave bodily and physically to show us that one day we're going to go into heaven with these beautiful gifts of a body. And do you know that how you manage your body can have a huge impact? We talked before about how there are things in our lives that we can't control physically. There are sometimes injuries that we had no way of avoiding. There, there are sometimes illnesses that are going to come upon us and we have no idea where that came from. And it seems to come out of the blue and it turns our lives upside down and we're shocked and we, we just don't know what to do. So for those times, isn't it great to know that you have a capital H healer? And, my favorite word, and, for all the rest of the time, God has given you this body as a stewardship, a management, as I've mentioned already, and he says, think about how you care for it. So just a quick illustration here. Have any of you heard of Blue Zones? Because uh, this researcher went and he found five areas around the world where people tend to a greater degree to live 
past 100. They have greater longevity. And he discovered, even though these areas are all spread out from Okinawa, Japan, Icaria, Greece, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, even one here in America, Loma Linda, California, there were common practices amongst all these five regions where people were doing some things, being stewards of their body in some way that allowed them to live longer. And so he said, let me, let me figure out what that is. And, and he even discovered, uh, well, no, go back to that one because I think it's important. Move naturally, have the right outlook on life, eat wisely, and belong to a circle of friends, to a family. Like those four things alone had a huge impact on the people as they stewarded their body all around the world. Four things. Move naturally, have a, a right outlook on life, eat wisely, belong to a family or a group. Now go to the last one. They also found out that they could introduce these concepts into a community. They could introduce it into a, a place like Frankfurt, Illinois, or into a church. And they experimented with this and said, what if we got a group doing these things together, even a group as large as, you know, Frankfurt or New Lenox? And, and so they went through and they found out that if they address certain things with the citizens of that group, they address certain things in work sites, schools, restaurants, grocery stores, and community policy, they could get those people in about 10 years to be healthier. Is that not amazing? All through the stewardship of their physical bodies. I think that's incredible. And so here's what I want you to hear from 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? You really are. And that God's spirit dwells in your midst and could even mean inside of you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple, but also you and your body individually are that temple. What if we changed our mindset and began to think that this body that God has given me is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And by the way, that's not the only place in the New Testament where we hear that concept, that God gave us our bodies to worship him with. So, the Lord knows, number one, how we manage our bodies. Let's go on to point two. God made our bodies with two things. Your body and mine has amazing potential. And we're going to talk about a gentleman uh, in just a moment who has, through the stewardship of his body, shown how amazing the potential of our body is. But even that gentleman says, here's the second thing, your body has limitations. And therefore, we need to go through life understanding our bodies have immense potential and it has limitations as well. And how do we manage that tension between our bodies being amazing and able to do things? Well, let's, let's go on because I want to introduce you to Dean Carnazes, and he says two things. He, he mentions, number one, our bodies have 
immense potential and possibilities. Number two, our bodies have limitations. So first of all, Dean Karnaz says, the human body is capable of amazing physical deeds. If we could just free ourselves from our perceived limitations. So first of all, he says, you can, with your body, do more than you ever think you can if you can start thinking differently up here. That's what he's saying. And tap into our internal fire, the possibilities are endless. So see, even our culture knows this. This guy is not a Christian, but he, is, he has learned a lot, and I'm going to tell you how he learned a lot. So can you see that even apart from God, we can see these things? Go on to the next Dean Karnazes quote. So he's humble enough to admit this, though. The human body has limitations. The human spirit is boundless. And we as Christians believe that too, don't we? That our soul is going to go on forever. So who is this Dean Karnazes? You can put his picture up there. There he is. And let me tell you a little bit about Dean Karnazes. He's an ultra-marathon runner. He's the author of Ultra-Marathon Man, Confessions of an All-Night Runner, an All-Night Runner. And he's an endurance runner. You can kind of tell that, can't you? And here, here's some of his accomplishments. As he's held both of these competing thoughts in his head. Our bodies can do more than we think they can. Our bodies have limitations. Here's what he's done. He ran 350 miles in 80 hours and 44 minutes without sleep. He completed the relay a 199-mile run from Calistoga to Santa Cruz, California, and did that 11 times. He ran a marathon to the South Pole in minus 13 Fahrenheit temperatures without snowshoes in 2002. And finally, just one last one, he ran a marathon in 50 different states in 50 consecutive days in 2006. Did you hear that? It's almost unbelievable, isn't it? He ran a marathon every day for 50 days, and each marathon was in a different state until he had run his marathon in all 50 states. Now, I'm not suggesting that we as Christians have to do things like that to be good stewards of our body. All I'm trying to show you is there are possibilities that we probably have never thought of, and we've gotten used to just saying, hey, this temple is kind of sort of where it is, and that's all that can be done about it. And so I'm challenging that in you today. I'm just challenging it with this story of Dean Karnazes that maybe we could all, myself included, because this temple also needs a little repair. Josiah did that in the Old Testament, not the temple of his body, but the actual temple. Maybe I need to be a little bit of a Josiah. And I want to challenge you to stretch yourself because I want you to believe that maybe your body can do amazing things. And certainly, here's the gospel. Jesus died also for your body. He died for your soul, and that's primary. But the Bible tells us that Jesus died to redeem us physically. And to turn our bodies to a different purpose, to actually renew them in such a way that they can become temples, places through which we honor God and worship 
God. And so it's amazing that although the Lord has made your body and mine with potential and possibilities and also limitations, that we can honor God with our bodies. Listen to what Psalm 139 says. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Great potential. Yes, some limitations. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There are so many wonderful possibilities, but always, always, God would say, from our own point of view, approach with humility. Take a look at what Psalm 103 says. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. And then I love this last line. Do you see it? He remembers that we are dust. In other words, as you explore the possibilities and the potential, never ever forget in humility all we are, after all, is dust. So, the Lord, second point, the Lord made your body and mine with potential, great potential, and with limitations. And here's the third and final point this morning. As we go through life, stewarding our bodies, managing our bodies, the Lord wants us always to keep the eternity that He won for us through his shedding of his life and blood on the cross and through his resurrection. His resurrection is for us the ultimate example of what's going to happen and the primary first example of what's going to happen to our body. One day as Jesus rose from the dead, do you remember he rose glorified? After he rose, the very night after the morning of his resurrection, do you remember what he did? He wanted his disciples to be confident that he was really, truly alive and, and, and that he was alive, not just spiritually, not just a ghost, but alive also physically with a physical body, which is now eternal. That's going to be you someday. So Jesus, with this glorified body, still a very real body, but with new capabilities, walks through a locked door into the room where the disciples are gathered, but also eats with the disciples to say, no, it's really me. It's an incredible thing to see that God emphasizes the, the beauty of this. Look at Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. The Lord wants us to always keep eternity in mind. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. See the last line? Lead me in the way everlasting. As you think about being a steward of your body, and everywhere where Jesus talks about stewardship and management of his resources, think about all the parables Jesus told. You know what he always mentions toward the end of those parables? The master returns. And when the master returns, there's an accounting 
Now, in our case, it's a beautiful accounting because Jesus has done it all for us. And we can lean into him and his grace and his forgiveness. We get to enjoy his account on our behalf. So when, when Jesus does return one day, it's very wonderful for us. And specific to the question, how do you steward your body? How did you manage your body? You can go, well, Lord, I managed my body as perfectly as you managed yours because your merits are mine. Your strengths are mine. Your holiness is mine, including in how I manage my body. That's the beauty for us as Christians. In Christ's return, we get to enjoy the beauty of this gospel message. And now in gratitude for that, here now, before that day comes, let's just do what the psalmist says. Lead me also in how I manage my body in the way everlasting. And the two concepts of leading in the way everlasting with our physical management have to do with resurrection and redemption. Two verses. First, resurrection. But our citizenship is where? In heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Everything we do when we manage our bodies is to remember this. One day our lowly bodies because of Christ, will be transformed so that they will be like his glorious body. Always, always as Christians, we want to live in the light of that moment where our bodies will be transformed into glorious bodies. That's resurrection. Now look at redemption. Christ also died to redeem our bodies. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? There's the thought again. I told you it's multiple times in the, in the Bible. Who is in you? The Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. Whom you have received from God. And what does this mean? Paul writes to the Corinthians. He says, this means you don't belong to yourself. You are not the owner of your physical body. God is. You are merely the manager of your physical body. And he is asking you to manage what he has given you that belongs to him in a way that glorifies God. You were bought at a price, therefore do what with your bodies? Honor God with your bodies. All made possible because Jesus loves you, promises you a resurrection, and redeems you. I want you to I want to ask you to envision for a moment something. Envision living your life inside your body with gratitude for God's gift of a physical body. Can you, can you just envision that? What if rather than narcissism or vanity or honoring yourself, you just remembered this fact on a daily basis. This body is God's, it's his temple. And I want to manage it in a way that honors him. What if we thought of our physical bodies as a stewardship, as a worship, 
It's a way of honoring God. We could take care of our bodies as if we were going to live forever and take care of our souls as if we were going to die tomorrow. We could appreciate just how awesome. I, I gave you four little factoids. There are so many more. We could appreciate how awesome this gift of a physical body is. And we could challenge ourselves to explore the potential and the possibilities of our bodies. We could live humbly. As we challenge ourselves with this hand, we could do our own and and say, and at the same time, I'm going to manage my body humbly, always recognizing this is just dust. And it's never going to live up to its full potential until it's remade and renewed for heaven and for eternal life. We could live and we can live in the amazing hope that due to Jesus' death and resurrection, his sacrifice of his body, our bodies will one day enjoy, our bodies will enjoy eternity in, eternity in heaven. For those of you who are doctors and chiropractors and dentists and so on, you're going to have to find a new job in heaven. You won't be needed there. Sorry. You're very much needed here. Very much needed here in this fallen world. But there in heaven, wow, is it going to be great to live in our glorified bodies. As different to these bodies as a butterfly is to a caterpillar. That's how you're going to, to live in eternity, transformed. Finally, knowing that we are all bought at a price, right here, right now, going out of this room today, what if we made the decision, the grateful decision for Jesus to take these bodies that God has given us, temples of the Holy Spirit, and say, I'm committing to honoring God. Honoring God with this body, this gift that God has given me. Will you bow your head and pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, we are so grateful for this gift. And though we don't often talk about our physical selves, maybe we're afraid to because we're afraid we're going to be, become narcissists. Help us to humbly recognize and gratefully recognize you've given us these bodies which you carefully knit together in our mother's wombs as a tremendous gift and help us to steward them in a way that allows us to honor you every day with our bodies. Amen. Normally, you know that we do the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed after the message. We're going to sing it today, so I'm going to go right into our uh, family matters. And if you want to grab your program real quick, I have a couple things for you. And then we'll say one more prayer in the Lord's Prayer together. On the back of your program, I want to point out, once again, growth group opportunities. Here they all are. By the way, look carefully, because there's one new group, Holly's group. Raise your hand, Holly. She's actually, she's actually got a group that is helping people both physically and spiritually in the group. <laughs> there we go. I had to give a little advertisement. I know you didn't want me to point you out necessarily, but I'm doing it anyway. 
Thank you for leading that, right? And it's not, by the way, I think as we can tell, Holly is a woman, but it is not a women's group. It is whoever wants to explore what we talked about in our message today. Talk to Holly after the service. By the way, also, Brian, raise your hand. He's got a new group. Sorry, Ryan, Brian. Um, he's got a new group. Rick is Rick. Rick's not here this morning, I don't think. Um, Tabitha has a new women's group. So those are the names of several of the people, and I've probably missed one or two new groups. I would love to see those fill up. So that's all I'm going to announce as far as Family Matters today. Uh, it's not too late to join Starting Point if you're interested in membership in our church, but I just want to make one last hit on growth groups. Please know how valuable these groups are. If this hour of worship every week is the highlight of our week, your group meeting is going to be a strong contender for King of the Mountain on that because it just may become the highlight of your week, even more so than this hour of worship. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you have given us not only a body, but also a soul, an eternal soul. And Lord, um, help us to tend to those as well. Help us to live as if every day might be our last day and we need to be ready to meet you and to be taken into heaven because of your great sacrifice on the cross and your powerful resurrection. Lord, you did that for each of us. Send everybody home today, personally knowing that their sins are forgiven, personally knowing that you love them faithfully with a magnitude that none of us can fully wrap our arms around. That's how great, how amazing your love is. And Lord, as we pray, I pray that for all of those who may in this room need healing, may need physical help with their bodies, may need a, a doctor or, or some uh, caregiver in their life, that you would provide that for them and that you would give them expert hands. And Lord, I want to thank you for all those who are caregivers in our midst, who care, help us care for our physical bodies. I've mentioned some of them, Lord, but, but would you bless every doctor, every chiropractor, every dentist, every fireman, everybody that helps us take care of our physical bodies, Lord, we pray for your rich blessings on them in Jesus' name. And Lord, you taught us to pray these words, our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.